crime. Hey. Hi. How's it going? We just talked to you like a few days ago. How the hell are you? Did you guys like that way back case? Uh, and if not, if you couldn't follow it, um, I will have Allie post my badass diagram of how everything goes. We'll make a real one. We'll make a good one. Yes. We'll have to do that. No, I mean, like, it's badass. Like, badass. Like, yeah. one word. Also, too. Like, it could work as either, but yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the one in front of us is sloppy. But uh, we'll make one that's followable. Yes. And because we threw a lot of names at you guys, but and it's, it's really funny. Also, really hard when all of them start with Pope. <laughs> seriously you're like pope this pope that pope this but and short of pope john yeah they're, they're all <laughs> names that are new to me also you guys if i butchered any of them i take full responsibility like i probably did i'm not italian like no one's naming a cat Photius. but i might name uh one of newton's alter egos arnolf because that kind of feels right arnolf yeah i could see that like i'm gonna go seize your roman empire he sounds like a jester like yes. i picture him in that that weird funny hat little hat with the bells <laughs> <laughs> you know the one newton would murder me if i tried oh absolutely but anyway i just uh, won't tell him you call him that it's okay what a cutie that's all right uh but yeah so we hope you guys liked that one and we hope that your wednesday was great hope you had a wonderful wednesday we're right back in your ear hey and we're over the hump of the week Ayo. which means we're closer to the weekend which if you're like me is just what i need this week yep happy friday junior happy friday junior we love to see it so um yeah i think that's kind of what's been going on this week's been really low-key for me that's good it's it's really good i need you're in one. need of a low-key week yeah so like i've been trying to do some of the stuff i i kind of go through like fall cleaning not really spring cleaning oh i'm the same because I'm about to like hunker down and spend months and months inside. I want it to be nice. I want it to be like organized and have the things that I like in there and not just want to die in like a hole of all of my shit. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I did a very adult thing. Oh, um, there was a spider in my house <gasps> and I killed it myself. All by yourself? And I didn't cry. I didn't freak out. I didn't get anybody else to do it for me. I killed that shit. Yes, it was queen. massive. It scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. It uh, uh, Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I don't do bugs, but I really, really, really don't do spiders. I know you don't. It's just... Uh, I'm glad I can do spiders. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can... I don't know. I don't mind them. I feel like... That's not true. Some of them really scare me. Um, again, if they're in the bathroom, they're perverts, they don't get to live. That's fine. But if they're outside, that's their life. And if they're inside and I can put them outside and not want to like die, I'll do that. But if they're too big or like too fast, no, they're, they're dead. No, this they're one was out. upstairs. It was a whole thing. Oh, ugh, not upstairs. Ugh. Yeah. And I just, if they're outside, like in their habitat, by yeah. all means, like I'm intruding on you, you do your thing. But if you're like sneaking on into my home you're not paying the mortgage hell no okay i'm sorry if i knew i was sharing this i would have put you on the lease like too. do you need an invoice <laughs> uh for services rendered okay uh, your part of the water bill is ridiculous this Seriously, month <laughs> knock it off. but really just ugh. it's just like in my home and like i one crawled across the blanket that i had yeah like and it, ugh. It, across the blanket yes like while i was sitting and you didn't panic no, I did. I oh. threw it. Okay. I threw the blanket. And then I, with a stick, 
I like I had one of my cat's toys that has like a like the <laughs> wand thing or whatever, yeah. and I was like using that to like look B- around. Figure the, it out. Oh my god! It just. I would have absolutely like. I've come a long way. Heed my pants. It was no, it was horrible. Yeah, but and you we, have, you really have, and we don't have like a, bu- like I've never lived in a house that had a bug issue. I know that that's like pretty lucky, um, yeah. and we still don't like. It, it's only been like a couple times, but I know with the weather getting colder, like they come inside, and so you're gonna see more this time of year yeah. than any other time. And I really don't like it. You should go to the store, go to like Home Depot or Lowe's and just get the little house spray to keep the pests out. Spray it outside. Don't do it inside, obviously. But um, it won't get all of them, but it'll keep most of them out. (laughs) Um, I grew up on like a wetland preserve kind of thing in Illinois. And we always had so many spiders during spring, actually. It wasn't always like it wasn't usually the fall, but spring is mating season for spiders so they would come inside to like try to survive and we'd be like get the fuck out (laughs) ew they're gonna come into your home and they're gonna do it they're gonna yeah fuck right in front of your face ew they're gonna leave their little eggs there like little teens then you want to die get out get out ew oh my gosh do you want to know what dawned on me the other day what how nasty is so many parts of so many high schools must be what are you doing ew Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i thought my school was special because we had like practice rooms in the music wing and that's where things happened, you oh, know? Nani. And I was like, you, but like other places probably don't have that. And then I was like, no, kids probably just sneak into the empty rooms that aren't being used. And I was like, Ugh. I can't imagine that. That's so gross. Like schools are so gross. Big props to every teacher I know, Ew. especially middle school teachers. But like. High school teachers, I'm sure y'all have seen some shit you do not want to see. So thanks for your service. <laughs> ew. Yeah. Ew, icky. Ew, ew. Gross. Nasty. Yuck. Anyway. I don't want a teenager. No. Um, I think if it was up to me, like if I could pick and choose with kids, like I'd be like, oh, maybe like a few months during baby baby. So you can be like, ah, fresh little infant mm-hmm. and then get them back when they're like three to six when you get the like cute they know how to follow directions they like following directions they're like bubbly and adorable Mm -hmm. um i would even go as far as to say like up to like 10 or 11 then i don't i refuse to have them from like 11 to 15 oh see i take it a step further i think when you as soon as you hit teen years or like that tween like from 12 to 17 Go live somewhere else. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't wanna care. You go want to live with your auntie and your uncle and Bella. <laughs> yes. <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> I think, honestly, that was less about the fight on the playground and more about the fact that Will Smith's mom was like, give me a fucking break. I, like, just, <laughs> I just need one. But, like, I baby babies, I so swoon. So sweet. Like, my ovaries rapid mm-hmm. fire. They're, and they're so, And then toddlers just like their little shoes and their little feet yes. and their little clothes and i just want to like dress them and like give cute, cute little outfits and make it really cute but then as they get older and they start to have opinions and like they say <laughs> things and like or and those kids those kids you can't trust mm-hmm. where like you could see someone and be like oh i haven't i missed you i haven't seen you and the kid's like no you're not you hate her you talked about her and, and you're like shut the fuck up Yep. <laughs> oh, like if I ever had a kid that was a rat like that, I would be I don't, snitches get stitches. I don't raise my kids to rat. <laughs> Bitch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well I kinda wanna hear your story. 
Well, I'm excited to tell you about it because today okay. we're going to jump back in time. Not as far back as we just did on Tuesday. So we're going forward from the 800s. Yes, but Hell we yeah. are going to jump right on back to 1787. Okay, okay. So wh- um, we're not staying here long. We're going to jump up to like the 1820s. All right. Time. So Columbus sailed the ocean blue already. Yes. We've done Revolutionary War, I think. And 1820s, the Civil War was in the 60s, so pre, pre-Civil War. Okay. Yeah, so we're like new country. Yeah, just you hanging know. out. That's hanging where America out. is, um, but take me there. Okay, so we're there. So, because we're talking about something that was so long ago, it is really difficult to find like accurate sources that I feel are worth mentioning right because there's just so little information available out there on this time that isn't tainted or lot that was like lost in a fire or is just like someone's loose interpretation of something so i tried really hard to focus on sources and like the textbooks and things that i found that like seemed legit right um but everything is really just like an approximate yeah you know like the ages of things and what exact year it was and things like that but You'll see. I did not want to let anything get lost in translation. So I did not let any of that discourage me from wanting to talk about this case and the story. Right. Um, But just bear with me that the years are a little, could be a little bit wonky. Okay. 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 So let's get into it. We are going to start with Marie Delphine McCarty. Okay. Who is also known by her married name as Madame Marie Delphine LaLaurie. Okay. But more commonly known as a serial killer of her <laughs> own slaves. <gasps> Madame Sacrebleu. So she was born in 1787. So that's really like, that's where we're starting. But we're not going to stay there long, I promise. So she was born in 1787 to Marie Jean and Louis Bartholomew Dame McCarty. Wait, her, Bartholomew? No, Bartholomew weird yeah okay continue and her dad was of irish heritage and moved to the u.s from ireland around 1730 okay she was one of five children she was born and raised in new orleans which was called like spanish new orleans right um so at this time there's a heavy 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 influence in this region of the united states of um like Spain and France. Yes. So New Orleans now is like very French. Um, there's a lot of French and Spanish influence. heritage and influence yeah. there even today. But in this time, most More people so most people were speaking Spanish okay. in this in this area and things like that. A lot of their government was really sort of like like little like city states and little provinces that were still belong to Spain. So it's not what we know it as today okay that makes sense just so you know we're aware it was referred to as new spain so a lot of people a lot of diplomats moved here to like kind of conquer this place and make it what they want it to be yeah um there's a lot of travel between new orleans and spain okay just so you know just so you're in a little loop-de-loop here so that it's definitely it leans more spanish here nice that makes sense um and also like spanish african and okay. french african there's a so there's a lot of 
that too, which is Hell interesting. Yes. So her family was very, very, very wealthy. Okay, shit. With lots of political connections in terms of like New Spain and New Orleans and things like that. They were kind of running the show in that Madame. area. Madame. They were prominent figures in the town's European Creole community. Okay. And she had politically connected family members all over. She had an uncle who served as a governor for the Spanish American provinces in Louisiana. And then she also had a cousin that was later the mayor of New Orleans. I think for just a one term, but still. Damn. Politically connected and well very, to do. very wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. So just so you have an idea that it's not just that like they're upper middle class or they may have had more. Like, no, they were just rich. Yeah. They were just old money, richy, rich, rich. They're the, my lake house is bigger than my mansion here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Let's remember that slavery was abolished in 1865, but what we're going to be talking about is when she's growing up and everything in the 1820s, 30s, 40s. So this is before it was abolished, but remember, tensions were, right. uh, let's be real, tensions were always there, as it should have been, yeah. Um, because it never should have fucking happened, and yet in this time, there are uprisings. Well, and they're in the Confederacy, and we're getting close enough yeah, that yeah, shit's that gonna start getting hot. Things are starting to rumble, and word is spreading. And remember, they didn't have news the way that we have today. They don't didn't have Twitter and all that fake shit. It was really just your little neck of the woods is what you were aware of, and maybe you heard a rumor of slaves revolting somewhere but especially if you were a slave you didn't have access to any kind of education you could see a newspaper or whatever but you probably didn't know how to read it because you weren't allowed to know how to do that so it was evil it was horrible it was grotesque what i want to talk about today because uh the lady we're gonna talk about is an evil piece of shit um so i'm gonna try to be like as objective to just not dwell on how awful it is because it it was very awful but i don't want to not tell you what happened does that make sense right it's not the point of the story but we want to make sure we know but we're moving past it yeah i mean well it directly impacts like this is all about it but i just don't want to live in like how awful it was got it okay so in this time in the deep deep south (laughs) that deep deep south yeah she and her family were slave owners. So her name is Marie Delphine, mm-hmm. but she went by Delphine. Delphine. So I'm going to call her that. Okay. She's also called Madame LaLaurie, but that's later when she's married to him. So we're going to get there. Cool. Okay. So when she was growing up, she was hearing of these slaves revolting against their masters and killing their masters, setting fire to homes and things like that. So mm-hmm. there was that tension of, you know, they needed to maintain that authority over them and instill that fear in their slaves so that they wouldn't even consider revolting because if they knew they were hearing rumors of it, that their slaves probably were hearing of it too. And they didn't want that to encourage anything. They wanted to shut that down. Yeah. Just so you're kind of like, this is what's, this is what she's growing up hearing. And I'm sure whatever conversation at the dinner table was about this. Right. So she was a child when the Haitian Revolution began in the 1790s, which made slaveholders concerned, especially in the southern United States um, and in the Caribbean, because they were worried that, again, it was just going to encourage 
slaves there like hey if they can do that we can and we're sick of this shit and we're not dealing with it anymore and fighting back right her her uncle had been murdered by his slaves so this hit like home for her too so that just absolute hatred for them was like ingrained in her well and it's interesting because the haitian revolution also played a big part in a lot of france or yeah. French political turmoil as well. So that it makes sense. I feel like between the Spanish and the French influences and, you know, already the turmoil between, I I would say the North and the South in the U S but I would venture to just say people with morals and people who wanted to make money mm-hmm. um, here. It, it just checks that this would be the one spot where all of that would collide. Yes. And so, with all of this going on, it caused a lot of just unrest in the deep south communities that literally only economically survived because of slave labor. Right. So they began kind of like doubling down on punishments, on any kind of resistance, because they just wanted to beat the idea out of them. Yeah. That is exactly where they were coming from to just discourage even the thought of fighting back. Because, again, if you look at just the sheer population and the the three-fifths law and everything like that, by sheer numbers alone, there were more slaves than slave owners. That that just just makes sense. So if they (laughs) get to make decisions or they rise up, you don't stand a chance. Yeah, you're SOL. So they just tried to really implement punishment, punishment, punishment. So, and again, I'm trying to just stay as, like, tell the facts and not just go off on, like, a tangent of how awful this is. So I'm trying really hard. <laughs> I know. But I don't want it to take away from, like, what this piece of shit woman did. Right. And get lost in, like, how everyone was kind of a piece of shit. Right. So, at the very mature age of 13, Delphine was married off. What? To her first husband. Oh. This is the year 1800, and she married a man named Don Ramon de Lopez y Angulo. Ooh. like that. Don Dulor. Doesn't matter too much, though, um, because he died shortly after. But he was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer. She is. Um, I couldn't find an age on him, but let's be real. It was not likely he was also 13. My guess was 30s, 40s. Yeah. Um. And you just marry off a child because, you know, that's what happened then. Maybe late 20s, but I don't know the lifespan. Well, I don't know how long it would have taken him to get to, like, a high-ranking officer, too. So You're I'm assuming right. he just would have had... I mean, that's a career. But, I mean, if he also started at 13, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, there was no age available that I could find on him. Um, and when she was 17 and pregnant with his child, he died. So they were traveling through Spain on some kind of, like mission that he had it wasn't uncommon for people of his rank to travel back to spain to check on things and like get any new information and then bring that back with him so they're on a trip there for that which is basically just like a business trip and he dies like a few days before she's due to give birth shit so she's 17 she's alone she gives birth and then just a few days later she begins the trek back to new orleans back home holy hell so that's a lot. So once she's back in New Orleans, Delphine meets Lucky Bachelor number two. Mm. His name was Jean Blanc, 
and he was a prominent banker, lawyer, legislator, bunch of things. <laughs> and they married in June of 1808. Can I just say, mm-hmm. John White, that's that's what Blanc translates to. John, yeah. John White is a banker and a lawyer and in the South. That makes sense. All of it. <laughs> Good, yeah. <laughs> so they married in June of 1808 and they had what seemed like a happy marriage. Okay. They had four children together. And then suddenly, like the first one, he also dies unexpectedly. And that was in 1816. So at this time, she's 29 years old. She's a widow and she's a mother of five. Delphine, Delphine. So third time's the charm, though, because she marries Dr. Leonard Lewis Nicholas LaLaurie. That's a lot of names. A lot of names. But Um, shit, she she found herself a doctor. She did. And this was her third and final marriage, or at least that we know of. Right. Well, I mean, that makes sense, right? You get officer and then you're like, mm, that's not really enough. Let's get a lawyer. And then you're like, mm, OK, I, I want a doctor. Yes. <laughs> and this is all by the time she's like 30. Damn queen. Well, actually, but she marries him in, in June of 1825. So she was actually 38 okay. at this time when she gets married. Um and it was said that he was quite a bit younger than her, which was very strange for the time. But she and her family, yes. she was just so wealthy that she wasn't a bad choice. You know, it was like by the time you were 25, you were like unmarriable, basically, because right. you were way too old. Um, but in this case, even though he was what was said to be significantly younger, even though I can't find an age on him, everything said that. Um, yeah. I guess she was good enough for him. Good. So the way that it was kind of posed. I'm like, all right, assholes. So they marry in 1825, and then in 1831, she bought property at 1140 Royal Street in New Orleans, which is like in the French Quarter, um, almost entirely without her husband's involvement, which was another thing that wasn't common at the time because you really couldn't own property. I mean, what could you do? Especially as a woman. Yeah. So the fact that she was navigating all of that on her own was actually impressive for the time. Yeah, it's impressive. And also, I think it does say a lot about how involved she was before, because I don't know, like a not being allowed to do that at that time. I probably would have just like zoned it out like whatever. But she paid attention enough to know how. Yeah, she and if she didn't, she just figured it out. Yeah. Um, And it didn't seem like he was upset at, you know, his woman actually having a, you know, personality and doing things doing things you know some sense of autonomy and independence um it didn't seem like he pushed back on that but it just it was rare for the time so i didn't want to mention that but soon her marriage grew rocky (laughs) and confirmed by all of her children that this husband treated her very poorly and it wouldn't say specifically why my guess was just domestic violence yeah um and then she filed for a separation of bed and board which was basically like, you know, a I'm separation. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she had to request that. And so it was granted. They were legally separated, but not divorced. Um, but by all accounts, he was not a great husband. Obviously. So Boo. in this time, she stayed focused on the home. So she buys the property in 1831. By 1832, she has developed this property into like her dream home. Okay. She has done all of the work on it that she wanted to. She turned it into what she wanted. Queenie making moves. I see her. Um, she was this socialite. And, of course, the fo- the the home had to fit that, 
label, that title, that persona that she had for herself. So it needed large dining rooms for these dinner parties and space to host lavish parties and needed a kitchen big enough to make all of these meals. And right. It needed to be just so with very expensive artwork around and these beautiful chandeliers and this intricate wood carving in the home and like the whole nine. Holy hell. And it was a mansion, like an absolute mansion. It just wasn't like this little tiny little shack that she was staying in. No, no, no. She got a mansion, which was two floors. Not the time. That was rare. Yep. And it was very beautiful. You know, all that in a bag of chips kind of home. Honestly, and don't get me wrong. I, I know she's not doing any of the labor to keep up with this place. God, no. But that is my biggest argument against big homes is I'm like, I don't I don't want to clean that. I know. Like something big enough to spread out and be comfortable, but I don't want to clean that. Ew. Right? No. Which is not me advocating for slave labor. My God, just get a smaller house. Well, but when she had the house developed, she added slave quarters. Okay. Which wasn't uncommon. Yeah. People would have slave quarters upstairs, so it would... It okay. Would, it would, they're inside. Yeah, How they're delightful. inside. Um... Yes, the bar's on the ground. The bar's, like, underground. The bar is literally underground. But, yes, how delightful. They have a room. But it was, like, these little apartments that were upstairs, and that was part of the home. So that was what she wanted. She had requested that. Nice. But, unfortunately, this is where our story is going to take a dark turn. So rumors spread quickly that Madame LaLaurie, as she was now sometimes called, it, was, it went back and forth between Madame LaLaurie and just Delphine. Right. So we'll use that interchangeably. Um, but it was rumored that she was cruel to her slaves. Delphine? You bitch. So the next few things that we're going to talk about are horrific. So if you want to skip ahead, feel free to do that. Take care of you. Do what you got to do. But there's a wide range of accounts as to what happened within the walls of the LaLaurie mansion. Oh. But what we do know is that there were several men and women that were owned by the LaLaurie family. And we also know that um, she was not kind to them. And there's rumors that her husband wasn't either. Okay. Well, and that sounds right. That abides with the times and all of that. Mm -hmm. So by most accounts, she was never cruel to either her own slaves or anybody else's out in public. Okay. So she wouldn't act out and like she she maintained that like posh, you know, asshole. Yeah. You know. Uppity composure. Yeah. Her nose was like up in the air. Out in public. Um, but that didn't, you know, make it foolproof like maybe she thought it did. Because a lot of people noticed that when they came over for those big parties and lavish gatherings and banquets and things like that that her slaves did not look well they okay. they looked exhausted they looked haggard Aww. they looked dirty they looked like they had been like hurt those are people those are human and beings and we treated yep. everyone like shit so just unhealthy ill So, at this time, it was legal for slave owners to punish or reprimand their slaves physically. Mm -hmm. However, there were laws in place that did not allow, quote-unquote, unnecessary... Cruelty or whatever. Yeah, unnecessarily harsh punishment or things like that. It wasn't... That was actually very frowned upon, at least from what I could tell. Okay. So, I tried finding the slave coves, 
oh my god the slave codes which were the laws that dictated what slaves could and couldn't do and what masters could and couldn't do to their slaves okay um and they were specific to the area in louisiana from what i could tell and i could be entirely wrong and i will correct it if i am yeah from what i could see was actually pretty strict on what you couldn't couldn't do and that it was highly frowned upon okay to be unnecessarily like you weren't supposed to like beat the shit out of anybody right well and that also makes sense right partially as like motivation for continuing slavery is like look we treat them well which no we nobody fucking did but also like because people shouldn't own people right yeah because people right but um it also makes sense then as to why she was so good out in public because god forbid her reputation get damaged by this Exactly. By her cruelty to but someone else. But it also means she could turn that shit on and off. Right. Which know? is scary as hell. And so it was difficult to find a whole lot of like concrete information on like these between these years. This is what this was. Um, Louisa- Louisiana wasn't like, you know, groundbreaking, fantastic treatment by any means. But I right. think it it was getting a little bit better, at least from what I could see. Okay. But it also had a lot of influence from other countries, too. So the rules were always changing because it was, like, constantly being taken over by different, you know, people from different countries and, and things like that. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't always, like, very consistent either. So there was always sort of a mix of, like, what was American, what was Spanish, what was French, what were those rules, those laws, what language were they written in, who's following them, who's enforcing them. You know, all of these things because it's ju- it was just a mix. It was just yeah. a mixed pool. So basically it was legal to punish them in this area, but not to kill them, which is like, okay, so the bar is literally at the center of the earth. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but not to be unreasonable, which is literally impossible to quantify, but okay. And then you pretty much just make damn sure that the people that you've enslaved can't read or write because, you know... God forbid they'll Cause communicate they with each other and actually f- figure out how to take over your piece of shit ass. Yeah. And so. Yeah. When you have people that aren't allowed to read or to write, some of them don't even know your language or know it well or know how to communicate with you. How are they going to say how they were punished? Yeah. Who's, who's going to step in and say that that was... Um, unnecessarily harsh uh, excuse me miss i think that was a, a little rude to my buddy here like you know what i'm saying so, yeah it's and i'm not saying anything that hasn't already been talked about a million times and again trying to stay very objective i know <laughs> go through this but um i want to get into how like terrible she was okay i'm ready to hate this motherfucker okay more than you already do yeah which is kind of a lot so around 1836 one of delphine's neighbors saw something horrible at like just outside the mansion okay she saw a young slave girl probably about 10 years old was like Mm. the best guesstimate being beat with a whip by delphine so there are different (sighs) versions of this report some say she was being chased by delphine like into the home from outside and up through the home others say they could hear the commotion and see through the windows that this was going on just staying in the home okay um but both say that this 
beating was because the girl whose name was Leah, so I'm gonna call her Leah, because that's her fucking name, because she's a human, she's a human being. Being. Okay, um, was brushing her hair, was brushing Delphine's Mm. hair, and it got like caught in a snag, and Delphine didn't like how Leah was brushing her hair, so instead she just beat the ever living shit out of her. Oh, does poor little baby not like it when her hair gets a knot? So you don't like it when the brush pulls the knot. So you're going to whip a 10 year old. uh, Yeah. A little child, a little baby. Yeah. That's really proportionate. Okay. And so she's chasing her through the house and they're going like up and up and up the stairs to the point where they're on the roof. Right. And Leah is like backing away from Delphine because she's literally coming at her with a whip. And she's a 10 year old. Well, she falls off the roof because there's literally nowhere else for her to go. And she's just trying to avoid being beaten. So she falls two stories down. And it was said that when she was like quickly brought into the house. Yeah. But it was said that like her arms and legs were going in different directions. It was not good. She was severely injured by this fall. So it was said that later in that evening, using just like little torches and candles... They dig a shallow hole out in the, yeah, oh yeah, Abby's face, her jaw's on the floor, um, out in the grass, little hole, put her body in it, cover it up, never speak of it again. Are you fucking kidding me? I wish I was. So it was on the mansion property, and authorities were notified about what happened to remind Delphine of the laws. In fact, she was remind- reminded on two separate occasions of, hey, you can't do that. And on the second occasion resulted in nine of Delphine's slaves being removed from her home. So they were like, you cannot, you are cruel. You cannot have them. Right. So you've lost that privilege to own slaves. Good. Okay. So she was issued. Also. I know. Fuck the language that it's a privilege. I know. I know. Good that she doesn't have it. Continue. So she was charged with illegal cruelty and she was issued a fine. And then she was forced to sell them. So they didn't just come and take them. She just had to... Sell them. Yeah, she had to so sell she, them. So she still got to profit she off still, of people. She still made money off of, you know, what it was determined she was owed for taking... Right. You know, because in their sense, they're taking her property. Right. And so she'll be compensated for her property being taken away, but she just can't have it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So... She's a sly dog, though. She just used her family connections, and she convinced a relative to buy them so she could have the paperwork that said they were sold, purchased by somebody else, and no longer in her home. Did that for a few weeks, and then just bought them back. And the same ones were just brought right back to her house. Those poor fucking people. Like, Can you imagine being like, finally? Yeah. Like, we're getting out of this. Oh, yeah. And so... They just got sold back to her and they're back at her house. And again, word spread of the treatment of her slaves and other socialites around, like the other wealthy people who also had slaves. Right. Were like clutching their pearls about this. They couldn't fathom the treatment that she was putting them through. So they stopped going to the parties. Good. Like they kind of boycotted. They kind of ostracized her for her treatment of the slaves. So she wasn't holding as many parties as she once had been, but it also meant that there were less people around to witness what she was doing, right? Right. Because no one wanted to go there. Because they didn't want to see it. But no one's going there. Yeah. You know? So 
There were reports, though, that her two youngest daughters would save food from dinner and offer it to the slaves if they looked oh. hungry. And a lot of them did because they were being completely treated like yeah, shit, uh, treating treated terribly. But when Delphine would find out, she beat the ever loving shit out of them. The slaves are her kids. Her kids. What the fuck? For, do- for doing that. For, for uh, her daughters. So guess what her kids stopped doing? Giving food. Yeah. To the people that need fucking food. And so her daughters were described by pretty much everybody that interacted with them as very shy, very pale, very quiet. Fuck this woman. And it's because they had an absolute demon as a mother. But okay. Can we get like an exorcism in there? Or So one of the articles I found that was written by Legends of America said, quote, Funeral registers between 1830 and 1834 document the death of 12 slaves at the Royal Street Mansion, although the causes of death were never mentioned. Hmm. I wonder why. These deaths included a cook and a a laundress named Bonnie and her four children. So, just to further add that she's evil. So... We're going to get into the fire that brought all of Delphine's cruelty and evil to the forefront. Okay, I'm ready. So, on April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out at the mansion. I'm going to call them first responders because that's really all you have. It was a lot of townspeople that pretty much just showed up to help. They found a 70-year-old female slave chained to the stove by her ankle. I. She was rescued. Good. The equivalent of, like, the firefighters slash police. Um, and then some other bystanders, you know, townspeople, sort of moved throughout the house because the fire had started in the kitchen, but they were trying to get everybody out of the house and wanted to make sure that the house was empty right they didn't know if the fire was gonna just continue so they wanted to make sure they saved everybody that was inside right so they tried to enter the slave quarters which was up the stairs to save anyone who was still up there uh-huh. and the lalori's and i believe it was the husband actually refused to hand over the keys to open the door the fuck so those people said fuck that and they just busted down the door good but what they saw was fucking horrible they found seven slaves who were chained to the walls wearing spiked collars so they could not turn their heads they had been tortured and horribly mutilated some were suspended up by collars like the collars around their neck like held held up by that and from what i could tell they had received varying torture so some were being like strapped and sort of locked down into these like really uncomfortable very weird positions like crouched in a ball or something like that something where like the human body literally cannot just be trapped it is the most uncomfortable it's painful ways that they could be but it wasn't that they were all sort of lined up and at the same had the same thing right. or it was whatever the fuck they could do to put them in the most pain that they could it, it was it just seemed to vary based on person which was very strange Um, Some were suspended up and all four limbs were stretched in like all four directions. Mm -hmm. They found one older woman had a um, deep head wound and it was so deep that she was like disoriented and could barely walk. 
and she was carried down the stairs. Everyone who was in prison in the slave quarters of the home was rescued. Good. However, two of them died from the injuries that they sustained. So from what I could tell, no one died as a result of the fire. Okay. They died as a result of the torture that they had been put through. Fuck. By the Lalories. Sorry, I just went like radio silent. I was just trying to process. I know. Process. So um, the day after this happened, so April 11th, 1834, mm-hmm. the New Orleans Bee released an article. Okay. So I'm going to read that for you. And I love old timey yeah. articles anyway. Okay. So it says, upon entering one of the apartments, which was like the slave quarters upstairs, mm-hmm. the most appalling spectacle met their eyes. Seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, were seen suspended by the neck with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. (sighs) These slaves were the property of the demon in the shape of a woman. They had been confined by her for several months. Fuck. In the situation from which they had thus providentially been rescued and had been merely kept in existence to prolong their suffering and to make them taste all the most refined cruelty could inflict. Fuck. Which is just like, what a way with words. The way they wrote then is just so different. A demon in the shape of a woman. And making them taste all the most refined cruelty. I don't know. Just, wow. Which is exactly what she did. So after the fire was put out, they began gathering statements of like, what the hell happened here? Right. So the woman who was chained to the stove, remember the 70-year-old, she was like the cook. Um, told the police that she had actually started the fire and she did it on purpose because she tried to kill herself. Because she was so sick of the torture and never knowing what was going to happen. Right. Because she didn't have to do anything to piss anyone off. It would just happen to her. As we saw with Leah, you could literally be grooming the fucking woman. You could be doing what you were supposed to do and like the stanky ass didn't brush her hair before. So now she's mad that there's not in it? Please. Fuck. So she had said that she had done that on purpose and she was hoping that, I mean, from what I could tell, it seemed like she had wished she would die, but yeah. she wanted, she didn't want anyone else in the house too. Like she didn't want the people that were locked upstairs, although she didn't know how many people were upstairs or, right. or confirmation that there were still people alive upstairs. Well, and the other thing, too, that humanitarian-wise, like, you have to think about it. If she knew what was happening up there, honestly, she probably thought she was doing them a favor. Well, right. And so what I can't tell is if she was trying to kill the... Like, it It kind of varies because in some articles, I got the sense that she was trying to kill herself... And didn't really care if she killed anybody else. Right. Like, she was at she was at the end of her rope. She was done. Yeah. In others, I got the sense that she did it to spark an investigation. No pun intended, I guess. <laughs> but, like, so that bystanders would come in the house so that people would be forced to come in and see the condition right. of everything. So, there's sort of varying takes on that. Well, and it could have been a combo and... Even if she didn't intend to hurt anybody else, it was helpful in a variety of different ways, oh, potentially. Oh, she saved everybody, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, 
she was telling them, she's like, yeah, there were slaves that were taken upstairs and they never came back down. Yeah. So she hadn't been up there, up in that part where this stuff was happening. She just knew people were taken like way, way upstairs. Right. And I think it was like the attic part of the slave quarters. Right. But she's like, I don't know, some went up, they never came down. So in her mind, if she thought she was the only one in the house, yeah, she just thought she was the only one in the house. She Fuck. knew. She knew when they were brought up, and that it had been months since she'd seen them. But she didn't know that she was, they were still alive. Also, why would you assume that they were still alive? <laughs> well, yeah, or that yeah. they were even still there at all. Maybe they were taken somewhere else or whatever. You just didn't see it. So. Yeah, it honestly, it just keeps getting worse. So when they asked Dr. LaLaurie, so the husband, why he wouldn't hand over the keys, he pretty much just told them to kick rocks and said, you should mind your own business. That's why I didn't give you the keys. Yeah. Because none of your freaking beeswax. Yeah. Yeah, so he's great. Cool. So I want to pause here because with every case that we talk about, I always try to put myself in everyone's position. Yep. Just see what would even five minutes look like. Right. What does that sound like? What does that smell like? What, what, like, what five cents, what am I going to experience? Right. You know, you just try to put yourself there. They were subjected to severe torture and pain for months. And there was no telling what was going to set them off. They could have done not a thing. They could have not said a word looked at anybody whatever delphine comes in with a hair across her ass now you're getting beat yep or for the smallest things if you did something wrong maybe you broke a plate by accident or god forbid you make your coffee wrong in the morning you know what i mean so it's like they they didn't know when it was coming i don't know what you do i i don't know what that is and when you're locked in these positions all together i mean there's like seven of them in this room do you talk to each other? <laughs> Fuck if you can. Like, do you, when one of you is getting beat, are you all there? Do you have to listen to that? Oh, I'm sure. Is it better to go first? Is it better to go last? Like, these are the things that, like, I'm I'm thinking of because I can't fathom what they went through. Well, and it's it's another perfect example of like why it is ridiculous to ever assume giving people this much power unchecked is a good thing like i'm sorry two warnings not enough a nine-year-old fucking got buried in the backyard not enough a warning isn't okay having to quote unquote sell people and then not having that monitored to make sure that they didn't end up back there is not okay and i compare this in my mind just because i just did the episode on um, the victimization of people with disabilities right not that i'm saying that slaves are the equivalent of people like that's not what i'm saying yeah but the power dynamic that one person will be believed the one in power will be the one that will be believed right the one in power is the one with you know the authority they're the ones that make the decisions they're the ones that you kind of have to follow you're their lead on, yeah, yeah you're relying on for shelter food whatever you know not that it's the same, but there's a similar, there's like, there's a common vein there, I feel. Yeah, that power imbalance is huge. And that it's so imbalanced. Well, and so 
ubiquitously accepted as like, yep, okay, the slave owners are right. Exactly. Yeah. And the notion that there's a less than and a more than in and a person and people. I can't even imagine a day of that. Mm-hmm. What's 60? What's, what's 90? What's 60 with a spiked collar in your neck forcing you to look away? What's a head wound where you're disoriented? Do you feel that? Did your body go numb? Do you know what's happening? If they're locked up there for months and no one has seen them and they're presumed dead, are they able to use the bathroom? Oh, hell no. I don't think they're able to bathe. That floor was almost certainly horrendous. What does that smell? What what conditions are you being locked in? So it was just... I, I had to take a minute because I want yeah. that to be considered that it's not just details I want to gloss over that these are real things that happened and it's not just in this house that that happened in that real people endured that and then you think about those kids a both the slave kids but also her kids and just like how do you internalize that a my mom does this she sees this happening like she sees the consequences well the mom will beat the shit out of them too well exactly she treats them she didn't treat her kids much better than she treated the people that you know basically anyone that lived in her home right she was treating this way well and that's why it's insane to me because a how do you internalize the one person that's supposed to love you that much treating you and other people like that Mm -hmm. but b how do you then perceive the world around you after watching this dynamic in your home growing up and then going through the liberation? Like, I have to assume, I have to assume those kids were so pro-abolishing um, slavery. I mean, I would hope so. But they were also probably afraid that the shit would get beat out of them if they ever said it. I mean, they probably couldn't even tell each other. Yeah, it's true. So I, I don't know, but I just, I wanted to take a beat to like actually reflect on what that must have been like. Right. Um, You know, what would determine their fate? What did, would Delphine or, you know, her husband, would they go in already knowing what they wanted to do? Feel was it the, out. Was their fate sealed before they walked in the door or was it determined once they got in there? You know, all of these things. So... Again, these are the questions that just run through my mind when I'm reading things like that. But again, my understanding, no one died in this fire. No one died because of smoke inhalation or burns or anything like that, from what I can tell. It was only because of the prolonged abuse that they endured before the fire. That's so fucking awful. Also, to my understanding, the home wasn't damaged that much in the fire. I mean, it, it was damaged. Right. It originated in the kitchen. We know th- that it did damage there, but it could be repaired. Right. Now, after what was discovered in the home, a full investigation was launched into the Lalories, especially Delphine. Good. And in that investigation, they found the mutilated remains of several slaves that were unidentifiable mm. in the slave chambers sort Fuck. of area, like in the attic of that part. They also dug up the grounds because they already had heard that one body was out there. They found Leah's body. They found her remains. Okay. But they also found the bodies of several more. And there's not an actual number for that. Right. But my mind says many. many. 
Well, you hear that kind of abuse. It that doesn't happen overnight. No, that's not your that first. No, God beating. no, God no. And I don't think that that was at all. I think that she just had disposed of things, you know, beforehand. Right. But also, some sat because clearly, they are they had already found remains of you know who they knew to be slaves, but they couldn't identify them. Right. Which is horrible. So news spread quickly of what happened. I mean, she already had this reputation of being a slave unnecessarily unnecessarily cruel. Um, And this, I kind of love this. An angry mob kind of like gathered outside of their home. Fuck yeah. The townspeople were pissed. Good. But people, yeah, people were pissed. And so they like stormed the home. They broke into the home. They broke windows. They broke down the door. They did, like, irreparable damage into this house. (laughs) They broke everything in sight. Remember all the beautiful work she put into it? It just makes me happy. Yeah. But I feel bad, like, for the house. Like, it was probably, like, a really pretty house. I don't know. But also, like, would you live there afterwards? Oh, fuck no. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it probably was beautiful. Just how, like, in one day, how that changed so much, you know, between the fire and then that. It's just like, that's a lot. So, even though the house was broken into, Delphine had already escaped. What? She fled. It was believed that she had gone to Paris and died in 1842. So, she died about 10 years after this. What the fuck? And they did find a grave. That they believe okay. to be hers, but it's not like they dug it up and like tested that. I don't know if they'd even be able to. Um, there were differing sort of versions of when she died. Some said this year, some said a little bit earlier. Right. Um, I would hope as soon as possible, but that's just yeah. Um, we gotta but, get this girl in the ground ASAP. <laughs> but the mob destroyed the home and broke pretty much everything in sight. The townspeople were disgusted. Good. With the Lalories, which is like, okay, duh. Um, and many of those in the mob showed up the next day. So they gathered like the slaves that were taken from the home. Okay. And I don't know how I feel about this because I couldn't really tell like what the purpose of this was, but they pretty much held them for public viewing and 4,000 people showed up, but I couldn't tell if that was voluntary, which let's be real, was anything back then voluntary for them? No. But I wonder, I think the goal of it was so that the townspeople could see what, what was a, what was allowed to happen right under their noses. Like well, it, it was, it was like a cautionary, like, look at what happened to them. This is what happens when you leave that unchecked. That at least that's from what I could tell. Right. But I'm sure after going through all of that, that no one wanted to be looked at by probably more people than they've ever seen in their lives. Put on fucking display, literally still suffering the ailments of your months long torture. Yeah. And if not almost death, almost death. Mm -hmm. And I fucking hope that they at least received medical attention before they were put on trial, like show, Mm -hmm. paraded around. Yeah. So... I mean, if Leah were still alive, she would, like, if she didn't die then, she likely could have lived to see right. slavery abolished. Fuck. So, anyway. And 
in the same breath, I'm like, I don't want her to have to go through any more counts of that kind of thing. I know. You know, like it's such a mind fuck because on one hand, you're like, yes, I want that freedom, that liberation for such like a sweet baby angel. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I know that by getting there would put her through so much. So many more accounts of all of those kinds of things. And even, you know, quote unquote good or less harsh slave owners are still slave owners. Like, mm-hmm. still I property. I don't know how to fucking contextualize that anymore. It is melanin. It's your melanin. That's it. After the fire. So we're going to move a little bit away from Delphine in, in this time. Yeah. Um. So after the fire and after the mob attack on the mansion, it was left in the state that it was in for four years. Nice. With like broken windows, the inside terrible, like you couldn't live in it. It was bad. It was later bought and then rebuilt in 1838. So a few years later, it got kind of like fixed up, got a little makeover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the early 1900s, a third story was added and then... They also put, like, a rear building in it. Okay. Like, off the back or something. Um, so, it had switched hands several times over the years. And wearing many hats. It was a public school for a little bit. Ew! It, it was a furniture store. Funny. It was a bar. Better. In 2007, Nicolas Cage bought it for $3.5 million. Get in the cage. No way. Yes. Um... But in a couple of years, it was foreclosed on because Nikki didn't want to pay his taxes. We remember that. So it was repurchased again um, by its current owner in 2010. Okay. And so it is now a private residence. So it's not open to the public as it once was. That's wild. The last thing I want to talk about. Yes. About this case is the folklore. Oh, okay. So, this is where the spooky comes in. Everything we talked about before was evil. Yeah, fucking sucks. We'll get to the spook, though. Yay. So, this mansion is considered one of the most haunted mansions in the country. Okay. And it is said to be haunted by the victims who endured her torture. Nice. And, And it depends if you buy into this stuff and you believe in all of that stuff. Personally, I do. Okay. Um, I love it. Well, no, I also... A lot of people think I'm nutty, but... I believe in ghosts. There's... You know, you just have some things happen and you're like, okay, that wasn't a coincidence. Well, it's um, also just like, to me, every piece of science that we have now was magic that was unexplainable until we learned what was happening. And I kind of feel the same way about like, you know spirits the sort of afterlife like if you're religious at all even the bible says like the spirit world is not that far away and you know there are people who Mm -hmm. are at least claim to be i'm not one so i can't say they are for a fact or not but like mediums and communicate with the dead and like it's very it's very fascinating to me and i'm open to it and i think that like i would love to go to any of like the death camps Oh, that would be so fucking chilling. Like from the Holocaust, because I and that sounds like such an awful thing to say. Like, I'd love to go there. No, not to vacation. But there's such 
history there and things that we literally cannot afford to forget. Yep. And I get the sense that there is no way that being there wouldn't carry this weight, this heaviness, this eerie feeling because of all the evil that happened there. I think that places can just be permanently like marked by terrible things. And in this case, they're saying that all of the evil that happened there just left an imprint. Yeah. And so there's stories of doors slamming, faucets just turning on, yeah, furniture moving on its own. Some say that they see like an imprint of a body like on a like laying on a bed even though no one's laid in the bed, it like looks like as if someone is currently laying, laying there. there. Yeah. Um even though no one slept in it, um they see ghosts, they see um some of them in chains like walking throughout the house and what's horrifying to me is they say at night you can hear like agony cries oh yeah yeah i couldn't like like the moaning of like someone in you know and that just that is horrifying and you know a lot of it folklore snowballs into stories and embellishment after embellishment after embellishment right can do damage i think to the original story because the like those things really did happen and if we we just pretend it's like some fun ghost story then you're not doing it justice right but i also do think that things can be marked by those things so this story has been embellished historically you know the way that it's talked about and things which is why i was really tried to be choosy in the sources that I allowed in because some things were just far-fetched. Right. But I want to mention that Madame LaLaurie was actually the inspiration for some pretty terrible characters. Okay. Um, Not that I watched this, full disclosure. But one of which was... um, a character that Kathy Bates played in American Horror Story. Okay. In like the Coven season or okay. whatever. I never watched it, but apparently that evil character was like based on this lady. Ooh. Which I think is interesting. And it's also said that the mansion will be a focal point in some of the Conjuring movies that just haven't been released yet. Like okay. in that, in the Conjuring franchise. You know, there's like 10 of them. Yeah. Or there will be. Um, I believe that they're going to be using the mansion either like in a shoot or something okay. or something that's supposed to look like it. Inspired by, yeah. yeah. So thousands of people still go to the mansion just to stand outside because you can't go in now. Someone right. lives there. Um, but it is a very popular stop for people that are interested in all things paranormal and spooky and historical i mean new orleans is a city of a lot of history anyway yeah but especially in this case i just think like if i were in the area i would i would just go and stand outside of it i just i wanted what was that what does that look like so there are some like renditions of what it looked like back then there's some updated photos of what it looks looked like in like the mid 2000s right Um, so we'll have some of those on the instagram page but not a whole lot of photos for the people that are in here because they didn't have them. So it was really, you know, there's like one painting of right. Delphine and that's about it. That's so crazy. 
So honestly, I and I think it's cool. If I may. Sure. Fuck Delphine. Like she can. Oh, well, yeah. I hope there is a very special place in hell that she's rotting. Like I genuinely, oh, yes. all of my heart and soul. I hope so. But um, how wild. I have loved New Orleans, like folklore and culture and honestly, even some of the spooky ooky shit that spiraled out of this time period. And the first <laughs> the first book I really got into, actually, when I was younger that I can like remember and tell you the plot of today <laughs> was called Ruined. And it was written by Paula Morris. It's been a really long time since I read it. Um, but basically, this girl moves to New Orleans and she becomes friends with a ghost, which is like a my daydream, <laughs> like they're besties. But also they kind of do the same thing. There's all of that gossip and rumors and everything spreading everywhere. And at the climax of the book, you learn about what happened to the best friend who's a ghost in her family. And it was Ooh. very reminiscent. It's very spooky. Um but it really, it gets me kind of in the same, like, this shit is evil, this shit is twisted, and I would die to, like, hear the stories told by people, you know what I mean? Yeah, or the people that lived through them. Well, to, exactly, yeah, to yeah. know. And it's difficult to get real accounts of these things, because there's just so little that's still out there. Um, right, well, and that's, I think that's the fascination or part of the fascination for me part of it is obviously it's fueled by this like intense repulsion by slavery like I don't even know what else to call it like I'm just genuinely repulsed that anybody would and, think and, they have rights to another person be. I mean you know no one in my lineage you know like yeah. I can't even fathom that you know and so part of it's that and part of it is that we don't have accurate details. And I am painfully aware of the fact that the winner writes the history. And I'm glad that in this case, it sounds like most people also hated Delphine's beaten ass. Mm -hmm. But um, I know there are also so many, so many accounts that have gone untold because the victims and the people that could have spoken up for them were unable to do so or were unsuccessful because they did not have that power. And that is heartbreaking. And adds to the mystery like what else are we missing was this really that uncommon and maybe in new orleans it was but or i don't know what in the tennessee was you know like yeah. so it's just fascinating that's not to throw tennessee under the bus i really have no idea but that's the whole point i have no idea it's pretty it's pretty awful yeah um but i didn't want to just like live and how awful that was because I was happy that she got ran out of her home and she couldn't yep. go back and she just had to like figure it out like in Europe I'm pretty sure by herself from what I could tell which so I get a little bit of comfort like yeah it would have been great if like what she did to them could have been done to her but if she had to run away I'm glad she was lonely and yeah I just would feel better if I knew that she wasn't like comfortable in Europe but you can't know that and also she has well-to-do family i'm sure she was okay but like but i even wonder damn who <laughs> it would have been so nice who would have been allowed to even communicate with her because she was like an outlaw like she yeah. was not welcome back 
Yeah. So I wonder what who of her family would even have risked even talking to her or sending her anything or whatever. And I mean, it's not like she was wealthy because she had skill or anything. Right. Like she was just wealthy because her family had money. So I don't know. She wasn't going to go like make something of herself out there. Right. You know, and then she died in a few years. Good. I, I at least have that comfort. But just damn. The world is a better place without her. Oh, I know that. Ab- she's an absolute piece of shit. But I wish I had more names of the victims. Right. Um, Leah is the only one, and I don't even have a last name. Well, and we know Bonnie. Bonnie and her four children were one of the people that were listed in the funeral register. Yes. That died, unexp- you know, had an Quote unexplained unquote, death. Unexplicably, yeah. Yeah. So I obviously think we know what happened there yeah. i also wonder if she was killing her husband oh i i put that together i, I was mean, pretty sure i mean i get the sense though like let's not forget the time that we're talking about and that typically women would have been significantly younger than their husbands and they would take very young wives and just try to make a shit ton of kids before they died and then you know i mean wasn't 45 like really old back then so well yes and also no, I don't like I said, you know, a beating of the torture, the fuck beating, like the torture that these people went through. It's not someone's first rodeo. And I almost wonder, and this is obviously purely speculation, because not only was I not there, but I know literally nothing about, you know, any of the research you did. But I almost wonder if she saw the first husband's death as an out and then actually did the second one. Like the first one might have accidentally happened with whatever happened in spain and then she was like oh that's a good way out well then i wonder if she did kill them why wouldn't she have killed this husband because he was an asshole and she was trying to like divorce him was it like yeah well she didn't need his money she was but then he was there for the fire so how serious were they because this was her new home to get away from him right yeah and he was the one that was there not right. her and then that's when she fled was when and that's was found out when she was caught basically when she was found out yeah. And, and he ran away too, but to my knowledge, not in the same place. I couldn't find it. Okay. It's just like, that fucked with my head. I was like, well, he was the one there, like, not giving keys? Okay, so we're clearly not separated, separated. Well, and maybe they were, but they were the same kind of evil. Yeah. Cut from the same cloth, for sure. So, you know, maybe he couldn't give a shit less about her, but how often was he inflicting that Yeah. torture? You know, you just don't know. Because there's not a whole lot. So I did my best, guys. You did a good job. Um, it really made me hate her. So, Well, I'm glad I could help. Ethos. And no, that, pathos. And that was me taking a lot out. <laughs> that was that was me taking like yeah. my own bias and opinion and all of that out of it. Because I could have gone on. But that it was not the, well, and not I know the time or place. How many times I was like, fuck this woman. Those are people. I can't believe, and I I can because it happened, but I can't believe that that many people just idly sat by. Well, and I think so few people even knew what was happening because if if you think about it, that the other slaves that were living in the home didn't even know what was going on upstairs. They just knew that people weren't coming down. Yes to that, but I just meant in terms of slavery as a whole. Like, that shit's fucked up. That's wild as hell. (laughs) Yeah, and it's worse to think that it happened everywhere. Less than 200 years ago. We're like not even at a 200 year mark past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
okay. I'm okay. I'll stop. But so I think that was the fun like intro to spooky at the end. Yes, that definitely transitioned us nicely. I feel like mine this week kind of gave us a fun little light what the hell is happening in history Mm -hmm. this kind of really transitioned us into like the spooky ooky um ghosts and skeletons i know let us know do you guys like spooky ooky you guys we love spooky ooky so you're definitely gonna get some you're gonna get some spooky ooky that's just how it is but like how much do you want do you want like ghost stories do you want to like sit around a campfire and like it was a dark and stormy night or was a drizzly tuesday cuddle up in a blanket and be like sipping our psls and uh telling you about hocus pocus i don't know i've never seen hocus pocus you haven't seen hocus pocus not once what the fuck and that's like a cult classic i know what we're doing friday okay never seen it well maybe we can sit down have some noms mm-hmm. and watch hocus pocus i'd be down okay okay uh you guys uh we are considering Starting a Patreon, which is a weird-ass thing to say. So weird. But if you want in on, like, Allie's and I hangout nights watching uh, Hocus Pocus, you just let us know, because that might be something we consider putting on a Patreon if we make one, so. You just never know. You don't know unless you direct message or email us and tell us that you want it. And how would they? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, (laughs) How would they send us a cute little direct message? Okay. So if they went to Instagram, they'd open it up on their little phone. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're signed in. Please. Then you go to that little search button on the bottom. And in the bar, you're going to type about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word. And they are all words. Even the four. Words. Gotcha. But uh, DMs would be great for like... Sending us memes, showing us pictures of your cat, reacting to parts in the podcast, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, But if you wanted to send, like, a longer message, you could tell us about murders you know about or like about. You could email us, too. And, Allie, where could they email us? They could send us a cute little email at about time, the number 4TC at Gmail. So that would be... A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E-4-T-C at gmail.com. Delightful. All right, you guys. Well, happy spooky season. Happy spooky season. Happy October. And damn. Well, damn. Happy first fall. Happy first fall. Um, And if I look at my watch, was that? Oh, that was absolutely about, about time, time for true crime. crime. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.